It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We have a local Utah business show on KSL Radio every Sunday called Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. We're interviewing our small business owners and organization leaders who are working hard to navigate our current market. Thanks to our underwriters, Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism. Helen Wade, thank you so much. Owner of the Stockus, located at 875 East and 9th South and that beautiful 9th and 9th shopping district. I appreciate you being on the Mighty Main Street show today. And you were brought to us by, just so that you know, Visit Salt Lake. They asked us to give you a call and talk to you about your incredible independent shop, the Stockus. Thank you. You know what, Helen, I'm curious, where did you come up with the name? Okay, so, I mean, a little backstory. We started 11 years ago um, under the name Fresh. I mean, 11 years ago, I was definitely, I'm still young, but I was definitely a lot younger. We didn't love that name, but it just kind of stuck for the first three years. And then as we grew up, grew the first few years of the business, we decided that the name wasn't, you know, allowing people to real, or like realize what we carry, what we do. So the stockist. You know, the definition of a stockist is a retailer that stocks quality goods, you know, provides quality goods, and that's what the shop does. We provide um, clothing and goods for an everyday life, and we focus on the quality versus quantity of everything that we bring in. When you say everyday life, would you give us some detail to that? Because I can think of about a bunch of things that that I use every day. Would you give us detail on that? That's interesting, Helen. Clothing, I mean, we live in Utah. We live in Salt Lake. We're definitely a very outdoor-oriented community. So we want clothing that can go from the office potentially to going, you know, pre-COVID or hopefully post-COVID, going out to a restaurant, going to the bars, or you can go for a hike on the shoreline or pipeline. So every all the clothing that we have is going to allow you to use it in more than one way. So, like, you know, our jackets are going to have some technical features to them for the weather elements that we have. The flannel and shirtings, they're going to be your everyday go-to wears. It's not just going to be a once-in-a-while event-wearing piece that you get from us. It's something that is in full rotation in your wardrobe. Even, like, the candles and the jewelry and the wallets that we carry, you are using or burning them every day. Helen, how has your business changed? What have you done to reinvent? March, April, May, we did shut the shop down and go... um, strictly to our website. Fortunately, we already had a website built and we already had a great following on our social media platforms. So it was really easy to connect with everybody via Instagram. And it was like, I would get on the stories every day and talk to our clients. Like I was talking to them in real life. Cause I feel like people still needed to feel that connection, even though we were all stuck inside our home and our clothing, we didn't have to transition too much because like I said, like we carry items that you're going to wear every day, regardless if you have to do zoom meetings or you are at home all day, you still are going to go outside. You still, you know, are going to go for that hike or 
walk around the neighborhood, you're still going to go get, uh, hopefully just go pick up takeout. Everything that we carried already served a purpose in your life, and we didn't have to transition, like, what we were buying. I guess what we did add to our clothing and the shop was probably more candles, um, more sweatpants, and just more, like, athleisure or comfort items that people just could really feel good buying and feel good wearing and using. Well, that makes all the sense of the world to me because as I'm eating pot roast in the middle of the summer, <laughs> you know, yeah. my comfort making meatloaf in, in July, yeah. <laughs> those sweatpants come in handy. You know what's interesting, exactly. Helen, you, now, your brother you were in business with, when, what's his name? His name's Ian. Ian. And so when you and Ian launched this, you were before the pandemic. I mean, you were thinking along the lines of how the pandemic has changed us. Because the fact that yeah. I could get something that I could, you know, because people, one in four Americans are working from home. And um, and that's, you know, we're going to change forever. We're not, it's not going to be the typical office hours that we had for the most yeah. part um, after all this is behind us. And so uh, the fact that you have put together clothing that I can run down to the office if I'm just going to be there maybe one or two days a week, and then I can go for a quick little hike on the Bonneville uh, shoreline, or I can run and pick up my takeout at the Pago restaurant right mm-hmm. next to you. I mean, whatever that looks like, that is so amazing that you and your brother thought of that because this is exactly yeah. what we've, this is what we're embracing right now. You are what we are right now. I mean, you were pre-COVID. I mean, yeah, it's hard because like, you know, for myself and my brother too, like, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but it's like, we didn't come from a lot of money. So clothing when we got it, or if we got it handed down from my dad or something, it was like special. Like it had some kind of memory. So we wanted all our clothing to last too. And so that's what we focus on in the shop, that the clothing that you're going to buy is going to last you longer than like a month. We want you to be wearing that same sweatshirt or those same jeans or that same, you know, sweatsuit for years to come. And especially in my own personal buying, when I'm buying items of clothing, I think about, can I pass this down to my daughter? Will she be able to wear this in like 10 to 12 years when she's my size? Wow, that's very so. intentional on your part, uh, not only as a buyer, but also as a business owner and driving a boutique, which is uh, that's a tough business to operate. Uh, I don't care what kind of situation we're in. Boutiques have a tendency to uh, kind of come and go. So that's impressive. They do. Um, give mm-hmm. us an idea of some of the items, some maybe some of your brands that are really hot that people love. So a couple of brands that we've added to our collection for menswear is 316, which is a great Denim and just um, everyday line all comes made in the U.S. out of California, I believe. And then we have Raining Champ and Richard Poor, which are really great, like, quality-made sweatshirts and sweatsuits and, like, athleisure where we have candles. We're actually working on our own in-house candle line that we will be launching for, like, the holidays. I don't want to say Black Friday because we're not doing anything crazy for Black Friday. But that weekend, we're going to be launching a couple of great in-house lines. And then we do carry a lot of our jewelry that we have are from local artists from Salt Lake. Yeah, all of it's really great. I think that is I think that is so cool that you're supporting our local uh, jewelry makers. I love that. And the candle idea mm-hmm. is a great idea. I don't know that I've yeah. heard of too many operations that that have their own candle line, but I love that. That's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm actually burning one of the candles right now to make sure it's burning properly and letting off the scent properly. 
Well, so, Helen, I live right up the street from you, so I'm going to have you come over and look at my candle collection because I'm a candle freak. And I mean, I'm talking light okay, in the great. flame kind of candle. So, yeah. yeah, this is my kind of shop. I can't wait to buzz down, but you got to come up and, and give me some candle consultation. <laughs> okay, we can do that. I can do that. Yes, and I've got to get some of those sweatpants that are good for uh, running around the house and going down and and uh, and taking care of business outside. Uh, how many people do you have working with you as we close up? I have five employees. That's a nice size group. You want to give us your yeah, website so we can check out your clothing and your candles and yeah, stuff? Yeah, it's um, thestockishshop.com. And then you could also find us on Instagram, the underscore stockist. Perfect. Helen, thank you so much. Helen Wade with the stockist at 9th and 9th. Thank you for your time today. We appreciate you and all the best to you. Good luck. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You've been listening to the KSL Show, Money Main Street. Check us out on the podcast page of kslnewsradio.com. I'm Chris Redgrave. For more cool local business stories, I'll see you here next Sunday at noon on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.